The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and it was job done at Balmuir. A controlled professional performance as we booked our spot in the quarterfinals while going 12 unbeaten. Join the conversation on our socials or at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode Hall of Fame for a Podcast Pal, Peter Head Review, My Good, Bad, and Ugly. Partick Preview, The Loan Report, The Academy, The Women's Team, our A to Z of Dundee United, and On This Day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 212 of the Dode Fox podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Bowman, and welcome to the Dode Fox podcast. You better be listening. Welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox podcast with Doggy Daycare, Paul McNichol, and the windswept and often very uninteresting... Ronnie Costello. Not only do we have riveting chat ahead, we've just spent it speaking about car insurance because that's what Sundays are about. But you've been on holiday this week. I was. How I, I was, was it? It was all right. Yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, it was a Monday to Friday jaunt over to Oban. And what uh, is about the weather in Scotland? The weather in Scotland. Well, Tuesday was about a disaster weather-wise, but uh, you've just got to go on with it, Ronald. Oh, you, you've just got to expect it. Was on the it West Coast? Passion did. It was. Yeah, all day, pretty much Tuesday uh, was a bit of a washout, but we just cracked on. Uh, it's no point sitting in the in the wee lodge looking out the windy. Just just get out there and film yourself speaking about Scotland. It's it's class. Now there is an alleged. I need to ask you about something mm-hmm. because I'm led to believe. There was four people on holiday. And two dogs? No, no, we're not counting them in this. Okay. And apparently there was a purchase of seven cakes. Correct. How does that even it? Leo only had one, if you can believe that. Um, okay, I'm amazed. So that's leaving six. So it was two, 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 one. That's not what happened, though, is that? I'm, I'm, I'm desperate to use Grand Four. That's no, what, that's no, what no. I'm getting at. I asked Grand Three. That's grand three of them. All right, so it wasn't a two, two, two. No, no, the initial purchase. Correct. I picked two cakes. Show two, care two, Leo picked one. <laughs> uh, but care didn't fancy her chocolate slab that she had. You went so. after that. Well, you can't be throwing good cakes in the bin, Ronda. You can't. No. And what else was this up? Uh, what else? Well, I got a quiche. We okay. some. What, hold on. Oh, I got a quiche in that place, honestly. Best quiche I've ever had. Down here, Ronda. Jeez. Chips. We bit salad, quiche. And then washed it, didn't we? Uh, some cakes. Some cakes, I some, like it. Some cakes. Tell me what I had last week, because this is a riveting chat, but this is what happens in the SPFL Trust Trophy. It's a uh, coffee tower. Love a coffee tower. Oh, camera, I was eating it too. In, in the- Nine Miles Hospital. All oh, right. I thought you were going to say your car. <laughs> what did you What did you purchase it? They've got the wee, as you're going on level seven, uh, the wee cafe on the left-hand side, hey, fish and dolls and right, stuff. Right, got you. And obviously the boy in front is Tandalas Fudge Donut. Uh, I mean, fudge donut, coffee tower. It's, I mean, you're not losing either way, are you? No, you're not losing either no. way. Well, it was a no bad substitute. Oh, it was a cracking substitute. It was class. It was class. Uh, Scotland this week, more great refereeing. You know what? I, I didn't see it because I couldn't get a bloody signal over on the west coast of Scotland. So I had it on and I, and I was setting it up. And the first five minutes, it was basically stop start. Mm. So I, I gave up on it. I put the radio on, so I was listening. Me and the wee man were listening to it. Uh, didn't sound like we were getting much for the for the ref, no. and then we score. Yeah, and me and Leo are jumping about daft, yeah. thinking McTominay again. What is it with him? Goal machine. <laughs> what is it with him wearing a Scotland tap? He cannot. He cannot miss. 
And then they were like, oh, it's been, it's getting looked at. Or it might be offside or it might be a foul. Now, obviously, I've since seen it back. And I'm, I'm still, it doesn't look offside to me. And is it a foul? Like, I mean, he puts his, he puts his hand across him. He doesn't really touch him. I'm thinking if the keeper had a wanted to get the bar, then he could have. Like, I don't think he was impeded in such a way or such a manner that it stopped him from doing what a goalkeeper should have done in that situation. But, I mean, seemingly there was other calls that, that we didn't get. Like, uh, I've only seen one McGinn getting wiped out on the edge yeah. of the box, which should have been a foul. I think it was play on or something. I didn't see what happened to Andy Roberts. And uh, as I say, I've not seen very much of it. I've not even saw the goals to be honest so I don't know about their goals yeah. but I just need the point it was one of that it was the typical Scotland thing to do it but yeah. still we should still be alright of course they'll be alright like it's to me, I, th- I was thinking it's no big deal like people I was reading online people saying oh it's disappointing that we, we didn't get it done <laughs> like the job's done let's not kid look, Norway have got to win every game that's simply not happening they've got to play Spain tonight as we record this I think Uh and they hit, they hit a bit Spain. I, I didn't see that happening. Oh. Famous last words, Rondo. 4 0 Norway. See when Abdi wakes up. <laughs> Puts this on. Thanks, God. Nah, no, uh, I arsehole. mean, speaking about Peterhead. It would what hit. on about Coffee Towers for? How many cakes is he eating? Oh, Norway, 4 0. Oh, he was close. It was 4 1. <laughs> no, it would take an unbelievable set of results for Scotland to miss out now. So I'm still fairly fairly confident and sitting fairly comfortably yeah. thinking Scotland are going to be there next year and they've been in such a good run as well so no, I'm not saying it was inevitable because obviously United are a really good run but there is always going to be a wee bump in the road mm-hmm. and I think that's should RLB so I was at a works event on Thursday so i never seen it either but I was in um, quite, quite a nice wee gin bar in Edinburgh No, that I drank gin but that's just where the event was held and uh, we were next door to this place called the Pear Tree, right? And it's got this massive LED screen inside. It's amazing. So we heard the cheer mm-hmm. when McTominay's mm-hmm. free kick went in. So obviously I've got two duck spring rolls hanging out of this side of my mouth, a burger <laughs> out the other, and I'm looking for my phone while putting down my whiskey and coke. And I'm going, that's correct, whiskey and coke, judges I like. And I'm like, goal. And it's no tell us the Scorer has just put goal and thinking, yes. So I then went about my business thinking, we're one up. We're one up, yeah. I woke up on Friday morning <laughs> and we were quick a bit 2 0. How did that happen? Uh, you were and thinking you'd been spiked. A wee bit. A wee bit. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was <laughs> tucking into my, my, my buffet breakfast thinking, I don't bother us all that. And nobody else was there actually. I was the first thing doing. And I just, about two and all was happened there and then I went online right about mm-hmm. it. I was like oh shafted ah. shafted and I think what, what also leads to the feeling of being shafted is the explanations given for the, mm. the goal thing is you'll never know if, if, if it had a counter they, they still might have scored two yeah. you, you, you never know but goals change games and I think in that instance when that happens when you're when you're Spain and something like that happens you're like oh Christ almighty like we've, this team's just basically came here to defend apparently is what I was picking up for it uh, and then they've gone and took the lead and then a minute or so later when you get to uh, goal doesn't count it just gives them in my opinion it gives them a wee a wee boost a wee springboard to, to crack on and maybe hey Mero will go up uh, 
But I think the funniest thing was, it was actually on uh, Friday morning, I was actually reading back, I was clearly involved in a text conversation in group chats about the game. Mm. <laughs> you just can't remember. I didn't really remember. So. They, they spring rolls, eh? Oh, they were, they were, honestly, you get some good, good tucker at them, the events, like, by the way, but they were all good. <laughs> and then on Friday night, our podcast pal Craig Conway was inducted into the United Hall of Fame alongside the legend that is Mogens Berg. Just mm-hmm. two going in, but when you take each of their careers very well... Um, deserved. Deserved. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Uh, obviously, we weren't there, uh, but from speaking to a couple of guys that were there, like, not a bad word to say about the whole evening. Uh, some some thought it was quite an emotional evening. Uh, looking back on some great memories, uh, and that was just apparently it was a great night for for all that was there. Ah, indeed. So all the guests got this wee whiskey glass mm-hmm. etched wee DU hundred or whatever it was. I, I I saw it in the the picture, and I said to my pal Maggers, "See if an action of them can drop in a wee suit jacket or that, you know, and see." I think he did, but they looked class. So mm-hmm. next time we're in town, I'm bumping it. Quite right. So. Uh, I will have him as a guest next week. Then will I? <laughs> Ransacked. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people saying that as well. And Craig Conway spoke really well on the night. I'm led to believe there was plenty of selfies, as you can imagine. Yeah. For people going there, but and again, Morgan's he's a he's a name that's came up quite a lot when we've been speaking to people mm-hmm. of a certain age. Yeah, I can, I can remember him uh, when, when we done that thing when we were bringing legends onto the park and, and Tom Cairns was, was there all the time, getting at big lucks, getting other claps. Uh, Mogensberg was one of the guys that, that came on that season. Uh, so I remember that. And Conway, Conway speaking well about United and, and whatever, that's no surprise. Like he, he was brilliant when we were fortunate enough to speak to him at one of our live shows. Uh, loved his time at Tannadice. I'm not sure if he just said it because it was in front of a United audience, but he, like he said, it was it was the best time of his career, and he had just won the double uh, <laughs> the season before we uh, the Perth Saints. So, and no surprise that Conway was so good on the night. No, a hundred percent. On to Saturday, mm-hmm. moved for the telly to five thirty on uh, my horse, my horse, Patrick Post and the United BBC mm-hmm. Alba. Which is uh, fine because you get to watch. We've, we've glossed over the Spain, the, the incident in Spain. Crack on. I mean, he's not a podcast pal in a sense, he's not been on the podcast, but we both can him. Billy Hoon, mm-hmm. the Spanish wanderer. Yeah, like I, I woke up. When was when was Scotland game? Tuesday night? Thursday. Was it Thursday night? So I, I, I must wake up at the next morning and I'm getting tilt. You woke up twice days too late. I can't, right? I slept right through that storm over there. <laughs> But I got to tell you, like Billy Hoon's missing, and like I was thinking, oh no, because yeah. genuinely, like you've heard these sorts of stories before when boys go away on a football trip, and like can t- touch wood, nothing was going to happen, and, and it didn't uh, when when we found out. But at the, at the moment when I got to tell, I was like, I hope he's all right, Jesus Christ. And then I uh, he, he shows up, and I don't know if he was trying to make his way to Peterhead or no, but uh, thankfully Billy showed up safe and well in Spain somewhere somehow. <laughs> What the man? I know, I know. And I like you say, it happens on trips. People leave their phone in places they should not. Billy left his hand. I don't hear any on them. Last, last scene at the Scott McDominay disallowed goal, probably. Ah, so yeah, yeah. No, no. It's uh, 
I was glad to hear that. Put it that way. Correct. Put it yeah. that way. I've known yeah. uh, I've known Billy and I for a long time. So <laughs> yes, very much so. And he probably ended up in Peter yesterday. Who knows? Um, Five thirty kickoff. Though it was on the telly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't expect a lot of fans to be going. I know there have been some hangovers for a Friday as well, but there was a lot of people that obviously didn't make a journey in there on the telly. It looked pretty howling as well mm-hmm. in terms of the weather, but. It was always going to be one of those um, ties that Jim Goodwin is giving a lot of respect to the tournament and I'm probably came around to the idea that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, and one of the games getting held, I'll probably, I'll probably be there for the final if it gets that far. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, I think that was always going to be in there in terms of... He still made four changes mm-hmm. for various reasons uh, going into the game. And you, of course, were saying, you have said, get the 11 Burns on, bloody blah, blah. He's obviously not going to do that. So that's not happening. And it was a really strong set. There was obviously force changes, mm-hmm. but also time to get minutes into people. Ross Graham, Kate Freeman, and Louis Moult, who'd only really, you'd missed a couple of weeks while yeah. playing a wee bit last week. Yeah. As you said, Rondo, it wasn't a surprise. Uh, I mean, at the outset of the season in this in this tournament in particular, we we maybe could have thought that Goodwin was bluffing when he was like, oh no, I'll be going with a strong team next week when, when we were up against uh, Dunfermline in the previous round. And then when, when it came to that game and we saw just how strong a team that he, he had put out, uh, you thought, right, okay, he's no bullshitting with here. Like, he's he's genuinely wanting to win this. Mm-hmm. And fair enough, like, if you're in it, then why not try and win it? But everybody's, no everybody's concerned, but the, the biggest concern is boys didn't really care that much about this, like United fans uh, in, in general. I mean, is that on us? I mean, we personally have given it a real disservice for well, the last so couple of years. The Diddy Cup? Aye. But is that a case that obviously because the way the manager's speaking, the team he's picking, that we should give the support? I know our bread, and he's alluded to that, the bread and butter is very much the league campaign, but while they're in the tournament, mm-hmm. they want to win it. And is the flip side... You actually kind of make a living changes. No, probably can't. Plus, it's like we're now after yesterday's game. You're now able to say that's twelve games unbeaten, mm. thirteen if you want to include the friendly doing Carlisle. But uh, thirteen, then. yeah. But it's it's a good run, and obviously that'll build momentum. That'll build confidence. Mm. Uh, the players will not believe they're invincible. Clearly, nobody's invincible, but it will give them a wee spring in their step. You would think when they're going into. Uh, to the next set of games so I, I get it I get it for that standpoint uh, and and as as much as, as Goodwin saying look we are going in this to try and win it he, he is also he's being completely honest he's like look I'm not trying to tell you that this is the number one priority this season he says I wouldn't lie to you like, obviously we hate to get promoted that's the number one priority but we're in this this tournament just now so if we're in it we're going to try and win it so I get it, and as you say, I've 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 kind of accepted it. It's it's the way it's going to be. Me personally, before the last round, I would have had the academy lads playing in the game, but that never happened, and it's not going to happen now. Now that we're in, is it the quarterfinals mm-hmm. that we're in? Uh, so clearly, he's he's going all out to win it. So but we just hate a, he'd say if I can get on with it and, and suck that up, uh, us fans that aren't really that arsed about the tournament. Yeah. I think that the thing was in the conversations that we've had, and this is before yesterday and kind of after it a wee bit last night, is you know, when you do look at it and he makes four changes 
and obviously brings guys on because I mean it must have been freezing sitting on that bench. And there is obviously opportunities you could put some of the younger lads on and get them a bit of action. I get that, but I, I do think when we look at and we, I mean, we were the first to admit that what is this about? Like just got other burns on, but then we do break it up because games are played over international breaks and some of our youngsters have been lucky enough to be called up by the national team as. Could you pick an 11, taking out what is that first 11? Now, you probably can, but I'm not sure it's got balance. I'm not sure it's strong. I'm not sure it's... You know what I mean? Right. I mean... But he made four changes yesterday. Yeah. And brought guys in that hadn't to play. Tilson, uh, Freeman and Graham. Mm-hmm. Freeman in and out the side. Graham barely kicked the bar. Tilson being suspended. Yeah. And Louis Moult comes back. Back in, yeah, and you can and you could absolutely argue. Not that anybody would argue with you that they guys probably could have done we a ninety minutes or we we a good run out anyway uh, because they had been missing the last few games for one reason or another. So yeah, everything that, that he that, that he said and, and done yesterday, it, it does make perfect sense, no doubt about it. It's just again, it's it's a bit of a hangover from the fact that we got relegated last year. And because you get relegated into this league, you're into that cup. And it doesn't sit very good with people that were in that cup for one reason or another. Didn't want the boys to get injured in this tournament. And and one of the things I thought yesterday was Peterhead were were, uh, were trying to get into a bit of a battle we were at times. Uh, they were going through a few of the boys. Uh, and that was that's basically the main concern. Like if you if you could sit there and tell me now, ah, we'll, we'll go strong every round however long will last but nobody will get injured then ah, crack on because it's United it's United playing a game of course I want United to win the game I'm no when I'm saying it's the Diddy Cup I'm not saying I want what I get pumped in the next round I want what I win it but if dinner I'll sleep alright that night like it's it's not going to really keep us awake it's not going to piss us off that much uh, can Goodman said it and everybody agrees that promotion is the aim and preferably as champions rather than through playoffs or anything but ultimately promotion is the aim this season but as long as we're in this tournament uh, then he's, he's clearly going to go for it yeah uh, so he made four changes and we got right in about it for the start yes we did yes we did now did you think it was in? no no neither did I no I don't I've not really looked at Twitter uh, last night or this morning but when when Middleton stepped up to take it, I'm sitting on the couch with the wee man watching it. I'm thinking, surely he's not shooting for that, because maybe in a, a genius weatherman for the couch, I thought the wind's against him anyway. So it's it's no it's not going to help him. It's not going to be near assist with the wind. And then he steps up and he he, he pings it. And then on first image, I thought, right, that's just went past the post, hit the advertisement board, and it's run along the back of the net. And then the camera zooms on um, Middleton and Abdi's congratulating him. And me and Leo were like, oh, what? It's went in. Oh, we'll take that. And then you see the replay. And it's probably a better effort than, than it looked. Like, it didn't look a great effort. He's a keeper, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's clever. It's a good hit. Uh, he's put it right in the corner as well. well so, and you could see, because the keeper's not expecting it, but... Mm. He thinks the bar's going probably near the back post. And whether, yeah. I mean, I didn't hear the whistle, so whether it's any of them when you've seen before, he said to him, can, can, can I tap this? Aye, yeah. on you go, my hands up, bang. Yeah. I mean, it's no, it's not quite Charlie Mulgrew against our broth in the League Cup group stages a couple of years ago, but aye, he has probably done the keeper there a wee bit as well. Listen, uh, fa- 
for the goalkeeper's side, he'll be disappointed in it. But mm. I think the credit has to go to the strikes. Of, it's of course, a really good strike. Of course, you didn't shoot, you didn't score, Ron. And that was only seven minutes in, and I thought, here we go. Yeah, and and I think Louis Motla had a chance before that as well. He, I, I can't mind what put him through. It might even have been Tilson, was it? Tilson, I think, first uh, thing, yeah. Yeah, like Louis Motla had a couple of chances. The keeper, he actually... Like by the end of the game you were probably able to say their keeper had a no bad game yeah. Like he's maybe he'll be kicking his cell about the first goal that he conceded but he kept him in that game certainly I, I thought anyway yeah but and it went it was one of those games that was important to get on the front foot we were always going to have probably a lot of the ball mm. um, and just go and see what we're up against mm. they were very much I mean Peter were a, they were a different team for we seen at Tannadice yeah. that's a team you could see yeah. have won some games they've got confidence they've changed the system you know they've got some good players in that team mm -hmm. as well yeah and the you big know. guy up front uh, McAllister um, I don't know what age he is now but he's a good player like let's no kid on that I thought we've done really well I thought Ross Graham done really well against them excellent yeah, yeah. because like you probably look at it and, and if you didn't really can much about him, you'd be like, oh, he's just a League Two striker. No, there's a reason he's a League Two striker. Like, he's got a very, very well-paid job that means it's no worth his bother being a full-time footballer. Uh, United did try to sign him, eh? Didn't McKinnon yeah, try to when, sign him? when we were in the championship mm. last time, I believe, yeah. Uh, but we couldn't offer him enough. No. Because he's on a he's on a nice wage. Which is absolutely crazy, isn't it? But we had chances. Like, in the first half, uh, we had chances. I thought... I thought we controlled it pretty well. I was I was enjoying watching Mochrie, uh oh, getting about the look, park. I said this last night, right, to our Paul Andrew. I just love the way he wants to play football. Yep, but you know. but he's that's always been there. Like from before, he's had about three loan spells since. Like when he was in the team a couple of years back, and again, it would have been early season before he gets loaned out. I suppose against League Cup opposition. Mm. Uh, but it's just the way he kind of glides across the surface. He's he's always looking, he'll find space. He always looks to go forward. I mean, of course, there's things that he needs to work on in his game, but he, he is the sort of player that you just enjoy watching when he's on for him. And I thought he was on for him yesterday. Yeah, he was. So uh, after the goal, you know, Tony Ward, a, a chance probably knows into the corner as we, he would do in the second half, but mm -hmm. we were starting to create opportunities there. We were half comfy in the ball. We were knocking it about a bit. We were getting him spaces. I prefer if our uh, final ball sometimes was stop putting in the goalies' arms. Uh, I know, you know? I know. Uh, but the good thing is, well, we're actually doing that now because yeah. we used to just want to whack it in. Mm -hmm. for yeah. then. No, I, and we're not scared of here go now. No. Taking shots and, and, anywhere. And that was such an annoyance and a frustration for the past couple of seasons where we just seem to try to walk the ball into the net at times when, uh, like, as I say, I've said it millions of times, you didn't shoot, you didn't score. But, yeah, the, the first half, certainly, I just thought that we were in complete control. I think the, the, the second mole chance, the ball for Tony Watt, and then for Glenn Middleton is brilliant. And you're yeah. thinking, this is easy stuff for Louis. Oh, yeah. keeper saved that. Yeah, keep, Great then, save, though, I would give yeah, that. That was a good save, he yeah. Should score. He's got, he probably should, yeah. Like that. If you'd have scored, that's where I was saying. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I would have fell over my own feet. Uh, no, but if you had a paused it there when you're watching it and guessed as you go and score, as the yeah, boy going yeah. to say it, you probably think he's scoring that. Uh, and that was then the rebound came to Sheep and he's lashed into the side net, has he? Yeah. Uh, like maybe a wee bit more composure there. He might have. Uh, saying that, I would have took a shot on that, didn't I? Correct. Let's, let's, no, let's no kid on it, wouldn't I? No. But like a wee bit of mere composure and he was maybe picking a pass out in the middle for an open goal. But. Uh, yeah, I, I felt I felt comfortable first half. I, th I thought that we were 
never in any danger really uh, the defence were doing what they had today they had a chance right at the death <coughs> excuse me Rondo <clears throat> uh, a chance right at the end but they, good they luck did. for Scotland man it was yeah yeah as I say everything felt pretty comfortable as as it should be like when you're up against a League 2 team regardless of the fact that they've they had won five in a row before then uh, the thing with that block about Scott McMahon though we've been doing that every week they're doing that regardless of the opponent the yeah. level of the opponent the mm-hmm. game boys are doing that and I think it was I think it might have been the Alba VT at half time uh, when they were speaking to Jim Goodwin he says you know it's about building that base for the defence up and you just think we things like that getting that drill now it should be the first thing defenders should be doing is defending but these boys are throwing themselves on the line mm-hmm. and the pissing ran back of six Saturday night in a cup that we call a diddy aye and you're just like nah can what they're up for that, that and then something to them yeah. yeah and then going in obviously frustrating only being one up probably given the chances that Mole had yeah but it wasn't a, it wasn't any of the occasions where I thought Oh, one, one, nothing. I think they yeah. might, they might catch. I, I, I thought we would go on and score more. But one thing that did happen at half time though, Rondo, uh, and I hate to tell, and I hope, hopefully, nobody gets into trouble for it. So Leo's mum phones him on a FaceTime call. So we're sitting, we're watching the the VT for BBC Alba. Goodwin speaking, and then it goes to uh, Declan Gallagher, and I hear his mum speaking away about, oh, I'm in, I'm in the kettle drum, blah blah blah. And then the phone must get passed to this person. And I'm like, I recognise that voice. What is that? Was it no Declan Gallagher? <laughs> <laughs> he was watching the game in the boozer. Now I'm not saying he was he was he certainly wasn't a pissed. I'm not saying he was drinking at yeah. all, but for that point on, Leo was like, Can can you drop me off earlier than I was like, No, I'm watching the game with you. That's how you're here. I watched the game with me, but he was just wanting to go and meet Declan Gallagher. But he was class. He was like, I'm your favourite player, am I? He's like, mm, my favourite defender. He's like, I'll take that. I'll take that, yeah. man. Yeah. So, uh, so he'd never travelled with the team yesterday. He was up there yeah. uh, in Charleston or Lockheed, whatever you want to call that. I certainly think, I think that the, somebody brought this up before. I can't remember, maybe it was last season. From what I believe is uh, injured players not all have to attend home games, mm-hmm. but there's nothing on you to attend an away game. And if you're going to miss in, but and I could see that because again, if you are injured, the journey and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it was interesting. The half time, the boy that for Peter Head that missed out the game was injured. That was getting interviewed. It's clearly no for Peter Head. Mm-hmm. With that accent, but then you just think, well, you would want to be there for for them. Whereas at home, all our home guys have been there. But you're just thinking, what a journey that is to oh, be sat in the stand. Can't two years. I do. It's certainly, as far as I'm aware. Like they ha- they have to attend home games, and mm. that would be a kind of normal thing. I mean, I've yeah. certainly seen them up sitting above you in yep. that stand, yeah, so yeah. it's a pretty and normal the th- thing. The thing is, like, why would you not want to? Like, even when I played amateur, if I couldn't play for any reason, dropped, uh, like I would still be doing there on the line watching the game. Like, why why would you not want to go and watch your team? I suppose, but you ever you ever need to watch the game and be the linesman? No, no. I have been asked to be a referee a couple of times and I've just quickly, he, quickly come up with a piss poor excuse like, oh, I'm a hammy, a bit Even at phoning your old when I was asked to do that, I would I would have seen that it was not an offside because it came off the Peterhead player yesterday. I saw that in real time. What's that yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, in real time. I thought that's a good tackle for the boy, but he's put 
Middleton or whatever it was through. <laughs> flag up. A flag straight away. And I was like, that can't be offside. No, even your favourite linesman, too. No, no. But it was just... That must have been some job you had to go club in the second half. Couldn't have played on. Can't. But half time, pretty, pretty happy, Com- pretty confident. Happy, comfortable, never in doubt. Never. At, at that stage. No. You expect any changes at half time? I can't say I did. No. No, I, just, I think if maybe Louis Moult scored a couple of goals, maybe. Might have took, but, yeah, yeah. But but because it was because technically the game is still in the balance at 1-0, of course it is. Any game is. Uh no, I didn't expect any changes. And then um we had a, a couple of chances. I think Ross Graham had a chance. Uh that was when it was like a pinball. Yeah. In the box. Well he, he had he had two in, in the game, similar to that. Uh as you say, it was it was a bit like pinball. The bar was just going for a pillar of post and then it landed at his feet and then it got blocked in a way. Uh but the second half it started uh, and I th- I think they came they came there in it. Then I kind of again if it was the conditions that, that played a part in that or if we maybe dropped a level or whatever, they maybe upped their game. I'm I'm not sure, but they definitely came in a wee bit of mere. Uh well, not a good save in the hour, Mark. He did, yeah, yeah, he did. And there was also there was a chance that I thought was nestling in the top corner at one point. Uh, when the boy just blazed it past the post, uh, that that was close. Uh, Tell me when Walton doesn't actually move because he's that confident it's going past the post. <laughs> or I'm, I'm Kenny he was, was get it. I think he can't. He wasn't getting it. <clears throat> I think we were we were fortunate on that occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the goal came. It did, yeah, and it was after a couple of subbies, though, wasn't it? I think we we took off uh, Mochre. I think Glass. Maybe I'm well, getting the time. Well, we're on about we're on about Mockray, and you could see it's a guy that's no played a, a lot of minutes for the start because I said and Kevin Thompson actually alluded to it when he socks. come off because I noticed his socks were halfway far doing it one point. Yeah. He actually loses possession, and I'm not sure he gives it up, but you could probably maybe just tell that he's had the touch whether he's cramped up and he just couldn't. Uh, react to it and I thought his number might be up soon and then yeah. when you seen it was Glass and I want to say it was Glass and um, Grimshot coming on at the same time and I mm-hmm. thought he's got to be one of the numbers and yeah. then it, it was him but uh, the goal was in 71 and those changes happened and um, yeah 68 for Glass uh, and Grimshaw and Fotheringham and Sibbald had come on as well for Wilson uh, yeah, so, and so Moult the guys they definitely made a they definitely made a mark in the game when when the changes were made because gave us a freshness. It did, yeah, it did. And although you know, Fotherham's going to run for you, Sibbled, we know he's like like we bulldog in the yeah. middle of the park, and then of course, of course, Glass and Grimshaw. Yeah, so so they they definitely made they definitely made a difference when they came on. They maybe gave a wee bit of a freshness when it was needed. Uh, and the goal itself is magnificent. Uh, there was no doubt in my mind that that end had went in. Uh, that's for sure. That the cutback was was a fake glass. Actually, it was the cut back Fotheringham was involved Fotheringham I, th- I can't mind how the bag gets to walk but he's just first timed it curled it beautifully into the far top corner uh, uh, it was it was just an absolute peach like there's there's no no getting away from that great finish mm-hmm. and a lovely wee celebration as well yeah and it's been that thing with, with Tony what we've been saying it you know goals will really help him because the amount of work he's putting in you know last week I thought he was very good again I thought he was good again yesterday again asked to play a couple of different roles again mm-hmm. But he certainly seems to be maturing. No, I'm um, not saying the penny's dropped, but it could be mm-hmm. that. Well, he's now he's he's now one of the clear veterans and more experienced players in that squad. Mm-hmm. That 
that's there for all to see. Like last season, you could say that he, he was also one of the more experienced players, but he maybe didn't feel that. Whereas, whereas now, now this season, it's it's undeniable. He's clearly in of the veterans in our squad, and mm-hmm. he's, he should be in of the leaders. And I think that the fact that he's been given the added responsibility of the vice captain, uh, even though like you could you could argue it's a token gesture or whatever, but he's, he has had the armband a couple of games. So the fact no, that he's Ross Dogger doesn't like playing Tandice. Hates Tandice. Something to do with the tangerine sits. Uh, but yeah, he's. I, th- I think he is. He, he's run run himself in a, a nice bit of form. Uh, as has Middleton. Uh, as much as I was, I was calling for him uh, to be sat on the bench most weeks for Kai. I think that he's been allowed to play himself into form, and he was he was good again yesterday as well. I have to say, I like. I liked the front three yesterday with Watt out left, mm-hmm. and I liked it with having somebody like a Mockray in as the ten. Uh, and Middleton we know can play on sort of both sides and there is a wee bit of rotation in there you know if Molt goes off or what goes off or injury, sub, whatever there's players to come in I think now and we will finish off speaking about the game but I think Matthew Kujo might have a bit of a fight on his hands right now well he can't he can't walk back into the team well given Kai Fotherham's in and out of the team yeah. these guys are all yeah he can't it'll be interesting to see what happens going into next week yeah, I, I don't think anybody expects him to be in in the starting lineup. I'd be surprised if he expected to be. He's he's a confident laddie, but I'd be surprised if he expects to be in the starting lineup straight away. Uh, he's he's just going to hit a sit out. I mean, in, in some ways it's unfortunate. Now there's obviously rumours that oh he's he's been late to training. He's asking too much for a new contract. Like, I, I have no idea if any of that's true. Like, apparently he's picked up a wee knock according to the gaffer. Uh, and he should be all right for. I heard about Chubby get up on during the week. I'm led to believe. Well, so so he's got a knock, but and it wasn't a really his fault that he was out the team mm-hmm. because obviously the red card. Some people say he, sh- he shouldn't have done it. Me and you weren't convinced he actually done anything. Uh, but because of the, the forum that the, the the guys that have came in to replace him have showed, then he kind of he kind of walk back in. No. He just kind of walk back in the team. No, and I would agree. I would certainly agree with that. How bad a job he must have been for Douglas Ross to no be able to continue being the assistant referee. <laughs> well, he's he's a guy that's full of shit. So I mean, oh. it might have been any of the big Ennis efforts for still game. Yeah, they had to stand up to get off it. Who knows? You know, even though it stopped a while, I'm no sure I expected nine minutes out of time at the end of the game. I no. thought because then I actually thought. Obviously, when Sturton come on, I thought, that's quite nice, girl. Any, any young minutes. boys on? Oh, 10. Here's uh, 10, 15 and go run the boot, mate. But, he'll, but he'd have been the happiest man 100%. in Peter Hintz when, when that board goes up and there's nine minutes. Uh, yeah, it was unusual, uh, to be honest with you. But like, It was the fact that clearly nobody knew what was going on. And I was just, I was assumed he was going for a job. It's just the usual, though, is it? Yeah. Scottish football, but D. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but overall... Overall, I thought it was, <clears throat> I thought it was good, but no great. Uh, I thought throughout we were we pretty much controlled. Professional performance is what's yeah, been thrown. Like, about. I think we controlled about eighty minutes of the game. There was the, the wee five to ten minute spell when Peterhead really came into it and caused a couple of problems. But out with that, I, I just I never felt like it was in doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, we dominated the ball, we kept it really well. <laughs> But limited them to a lot as well. And when they did have chances, again, a wee bit like you, apart from the end that flashed past that Walton was clearly more confident than we were, 
Allegedly. Fine. Like we were can you but I think this is a nice thing that we've watched United teams over the years recently that anytime the bar's coming near our box, you're shining yourself. Mm-hmm. Be it the goalie, the centre half, <laughs> the wing box, doesn't matter. Twelve months ago, Rondo. But now yeah. you're still fighting chance, we're in box now. Of course, yeah. You know? I mean, the, the, Ross Graham was was excellent yesterday. Like, uh, did he got booked? I think did he? He bound off. Yeah, uh, because there was there was a couple of bound off, me, smashed me, the late challenges. Yeah. I'm assuming that he got booked for them. Uh, but I think the biggest compliment you can pay him is that there, you didn't notice that Gallagher wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was in the kettle because he was in the kettle drum. I can't exactly what he was. He was man marking whatever he was man marking that, that day. <laughs> That's <laughs> alleged. Hail, That's the truth. <laughs> but he bought them. Uh, yeah, but he, but Ross Graham came in. Uh, we've kept an our clean sheet. Like uh, it's now twelve games unbeaten, and the thing is, there's still loads of room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Like we're far from the the perfect team. Uh, there's still loads of room for improvement. But if you can go twelve games unbeaten in competitive fixtures, uh, then you're doing something right. You're doing something right. It's going to end well if you continue that rich vein of form. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing as well. You know, we've got the ball. They kind of score, eh? Mm-hmm. Can it? We and the more and more games we can keep the ball. Yes, we've said it before in the last couple of weeks that people can get frustrated because they think it's going back or it's going to the side. But a lot of the times when teams are dropping in, and this is the same when we watch teams do that, like Airdrie kept the ball for ages, but we knew the game plan was then they'll pop it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're getting plaudits for that, whereas we're just getting, oh, this is shite. But we keep it and keep it. And yes, there's times, certainly the start of the season, would be a bit more wasteful with what we're trying to do with you. But now you're starting to see we're getting buzz in the channel. Yeah. Yes, we're stuck the ban at the keeper's arms more than we wanted to yesterday. Mm. But again, that's coming in. I mean, that delivery that Glenn Middleton could put in on his left peg is unreal. Yeah. Like it just puts it into the corridor of uncertainty. Uh, it does. It does. And like either Tony Watt or Louis Moult or whoever's maybe coming in for the other side. Uh, they know that there's going to be a decent ball put in. So like So we're starting to really get We're getting the best of middle in, like yeah. eventually. Like we are and and I think again, there's still room for improvement loads of room for improvement with him, but he is he has been played into forum, yeah. A hundred percent. He's looking fit. Or fitter. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I think well you, you said it before. Yeah. There was games you go he was puffed by fifty minutes. 50, or, yeah, or even there was games when he started on the bench and he came on and ten minutes later he's just Really, like me and you're running at the kebab shop. Ah, ah, no, 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 no. Here, nobody outpaces us to the kebab shop. That that, that much is certain. Uh, but there was just there was just something. Whether it's a mental block or something, because if you're anxious about something, then it can it can hinder your performance, no doubt. Uh, but he's he's definitely the gaffer stuck with him. He even came out and impressed him, himself a couple of weeks ago. Uh, middle in that is saying, look, I can't afford stick for for fans online and and wherever else. And shitey podcasts, uh, he says. But my teammates can't exactly what I'm what I'm bringing to the team, uh, and so does the gaffer. So he, he's obviously performing at a task that he's being asked to perform, and it's now noticeable to, to everybody. I would argue, unless you just don't like the guy for, for no reason. Uh, but I think it's now noticeable that he's he's definitely one of our better players the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does count towards any of our ratings, but man of the match. I, I gave it to Mockery. I really enjoyed watching Mockery yesterday. Uh, but you could make a kiss Ross Graham as well. I suppose Kevin Holt was his usual Kevin Holt self. 
uh, note shall pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would have gave it a young mockery. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. I thought him and Dockery were really good. I I thought the game passed Tilson by a wee bit. Apart from, I said that, right? Mm-hmm. And then forgot he actually laid on Molt for the first chance. Yeah. But again, he played better opposition. That maybe gets found out a wee bit more. But again, that might be when we've watched games before and then somebody's works went a wee bit unnoticed. And you think, I've really done that. And then you realise, well, actually, yeah. they've done this, this, and that. You know, okay. But I thought Dockery was good. Um, overall, I thought Mockery, especially in the first half, um, he was really, really good. Second half, again, like I say, I think he tired as it went on a wee bit, but mm-hmm. I'm just delighted to see him in. But it's the same, you know, I think yesterday would have happened. I think if fit, I think Kujo probably starts yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think Mikasin probably gets a start yesterday as well. You know, because these are guys that have been in and, in and around it regularly that have missed a lot of games, you know, for injury, suspension or whatever of late. So I think it would have been interesting to just see a wee bit more and get the option. <clears> but again, Gallagher, no point in risking him. You no. know, but like we said before, there's no point. In, and I saw people say, like, we're risking Mole and whatever. But if he's fat, I mean, he come off the bench last week. Yeah, well, he, he missed a you know, game and then he's, he only got, what, half an hour? Half an hour, yeah. Last so he got, what, an hour? Yeah, so, so like, he's, he's getting... He's getting put back in gradually mm. uh, which will hopefully pay dividends next week yeah that's that's the plan I dare say indeed how are you summing up on your good bad and ugly uh, well I mean it was it'll be short and sweet the day like the good I'm not sure how many fellow Arabs actually made the trip up to Peter Heed but me and Rondo salute every single one of you uh, absolutely outstanding the bad well, the fact that the Arabian heroes got absolutely drenched in the Peterhead ran was certainly no great, so that's my bad this week. And the ugly. It's too easy to say the ugly this week was in the linesman, and we are getting what I'm on about. So the fact that we won a cup tie and hopefully didn't pick up any injuries in the process, I'm going to say there was no ugly this week, Rondo. There you go. Unbelievable. So on to the next one. Mm. Partick Thistle away. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. Uh, this is like uh, hopefully it'll be getting drilled into them. You want to get through the first quarter of the season unbeaten, which I think the manager said was uh, the target at the start of the season. I can't mind if he said that during the week or after the game yesterday. I definitely heard him say it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be trying to drill into them. It's not just about going unbeaten. Try try and get a win, and I'm sure that they will be that try and get the win rather than just know that United will settle for a point in any game this season I dare say but uh, it would be a good marker to put down because they would have felt and they being Partick they'd have felt that they, they put a bit of a marker down in the League Cup group stage when they beat us 2-1 at Tannadice but that might be a blessing in disguise uh, in the fullness of time because I think that hi- highlighted the fact that we're young on loan centre half just wasn't really up for the physicality of a Brian Graham, and and I can remember leaving the ground that night thinking that's a concern. Like if he's going to get that every week in Scotland, uh, and you've got to be up for the battle. Like is he is he good with the back? And he spray the bar 50, 60 yards. Aye, he, he probably could, and I think he is quite good with the bar. But first and foremost, you hit it when your battles uh, in in Scottish Championship and probably in Scotland in general. Uh, and on the back of that, we then brought in Declan Gallagher. And I mean, it's not just because that we've got him that we've went unbeaten all this way, but it certainly helped. 
and it's it's made the defence a lot more solid looking. And me and you say every week we're fairly comfortable that we've got uh, him and Holt in the middle. And I and I think if he is fit, he will probably come back uh, next weekend at the expense of Ross Graham, uh, which he might look on it as. God, that's shite. And I played quite well last week, but that's. I think that's in a kit. It's no similar to me anyway. It's no like the Cujo thing where Cujo's missed out for a few weeks. Like Gallagher, hopefully, Touchwood, he's all right, and he only misses that game yesterday. If he is, if he is back, uh, then I think Miss United fans probably would put him in for the start. Mm. Yeah, Partick they had a free weekend because they were put out by uh, Queen of the South in the last round. Uh, their last four games were drew at Inverness uh, last week, 0-0. They beat Dunfermline 3-0. They lost at Arbroath 3-0. And then they beat Ayr 4-0. So it's been a mixed set of results Up and for Partick over the last few weeks. And yeah. obviously all the focus will be on the arsehole up front. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I feel a lot more confident that we'll be, we'll be better prepared for dealing with his nonsense, uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, He's, he's he's no anybody that I've ever looked at and feared for a United point of view when he's been in the opposition's team but he always seems to cause a bother one way or the other uh, but I would fancy my chances if it's if it's him against Declan Gallagher I'm, I'm thinking that we should be alright in that wee battle yeah the other games next weekend Airdrie Orleans play Queen's Park that's on Friday uh, and then it's Arbroath against Wraith, Dunfermline against Ayr, and Greenock Morton against Inverness. Uh, the table, as it looks, uh, we're top on 18. Uh, Wraith have got 17, Partick on 14, Arbroath in 12, along with Airdrieonians. Dunfermline, who have played a game less on 11. Queen's Park, who have played a game more on 10. And then it's Ayr uh, with 9, Inverness with 5, and Green Morton with 5. So when you look at those... The fixtures there. The one thing about Partick Rondo, they score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. S- similar to ourselves, uh, like I think we've we've scored X amount of goals. I'm sure that they're they've scored the same amount of goals as a 17. Uh, so the Kenworth and is now the difference. <laughs> the difference is they've lost a couple of games and they've conceded five more, and that's why they're four points behind us. But they they can clearly take a chance yeah. and create chances as well. It's the it's the final weekend, isn't it, of the quarter? Yes. Or third, what we yes. call it, I don't know. Quarter. Round. Quarter. Right. The top four all play each other. Excellent. What would I say a win then? Wraith play Arbroath. I'd, so be, I'd, be I'd be surprised if Arbroath are still in the top four come the end of the season. But I, I will not be But would sur- you? I would be, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Because my memory at Arbroath this season is us comfortably pumping them 4 nine. Mm-hmm. But we play them the following week, Friday night. 27th. So that'll come back and bite us in there as well. Well, you heard, you know where you heard that. <laughs> if that's what happens, you know exactly <laughs> where you heard that. But yeah, Partick <clears throat> next weekend. Uh, but yeah, an interesting set of fixtures in the championship uh, coming up. A rate to Z of Dundee United's coming up, as is uh, on this day before all that, though. What's our loan he's been up to? Well, it's about an abbreviated loan report uh, the day, Rondo, due to the fact that some of the teams were pumped at the Trust Trophy this, the round before. But we'll start with Miller Thompson at Montrose. Miller played for 73 minutes in his side's away tie against Wraith on Saturday before being replaced by ex-Arab Michael Gardine. It was a quieter day for Miller as his side fell to a 3-1 defeat that saw them go out of the Trust Trophy. Leighton Bisland at Falkirk. 
Leighton would finally get a start for Falkirk as they hosted Queen's Park in the trophy. He put in a good shift on the right-hand side of the defence and got himself forward plenty too. He'd play for 72 minutes before being subbed off and his side would win 1-0 on the day. Lewis, Lewis O'Donnell at Kelty It would be another 90 minutes for Lewis this past Saturday as his side travelled to Greenock. He was part of a very decent Kelty performance in the first half before things appear to fall apart for the Fifers after the break. No goals or assists for Lewis this week, but he did pick up a yellow card in the 48th minute. Morton, courtesy of a Robbie Muirhead hat-trick, I believe, would win 4-1 on the day. And there was no games for Brian Mwangi, Logan Chalmers or Rory McLeod. The academy team. The young team headed through Hamilton on Friday to play in the third round of the Scottish Youth Cup and came back home with a place in the fourth round secured. They'd pumped the young Aggies out of the cup 3-2 on the day with goals from Owen Sturton and Brandon Forbes before Alan Domaraki notched the winner from a late set piece. The women's team. The Lady Sheep were visitors to Foundation Park last Sunday as United looked to get their first home three points of the season. If previous meetings were anything to go by then this one was going to be close. The weather was again horrendous but the match itself was a belter. United started very well and took the lead in the 18th minute. Rachel Todd was upended on the edge of the box and from the resulting free kick, Cassie Cowper stepped up to curl the ball up and over the wall and into the corner of the net. The game would flow back and forth up until half-time but it would remain 1-0 to United at the break. Into the second half and Aberdeen came out flying and managed to claw themselves back level in the 50th minute. That only serves to fire United up and just four minutes later they'd again take the lead. The official version of the goal from United's Twitter is that Joe Fraser found the back of the net with a looping effort from a tight angle. Rondo, they can stick to that if they want, but tuck it for me. It was a cross. Either way, it went in and they all count the same. 2-1 to the good guys. Into the 60th minute and United would score again. This time after a sweeping move down the right-hand side that ended with Robin Smith laying it on a plate for skipper Rachel Todd to tap in at the back post. 3-1 United and the ladies were cruising at this point. After this, Aberdeen would then start to get their collective fingers out and struck United's bar a couple of times. Their pressure paid off in the 82nd minute when they'd get themselves back into the match and after that it was pretty much one-way traffic. United to their credit however, due to some last-ditch defending and good goalkeeping, held firm and secured the three points in the end. A really good game in dreadful conditions. This week, they'll look to build on that performance as they head through to Motherwell. And I could tell you one thing about that game, Rondo. They had a lone keeper last week for Hibs. Mm-hmm. And she kind of played the day or, or that agreement was only for one game. Somebody that I can is coming out of retirement for one day. And she will be between the sticks through at Motherwell today. Oh, that's nice. Mm. I didn't know she was back for Gillespie after that gig last night. <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely not sure. Uh, but Fiona will be between the sticks. Because, I mean, th- there's game. argument, obviously, for women's football. You come at the goals we are, but it shows in the goal. We're, what, we're playing in three side goals? No, nah, come on. <laughs> come on. She would she would get to the post eventually. The A to Z. Oh, here we go. Of Dundee United then. Uh, last week, Siggy Johnson took J, but it's split opinion. Okay. Uh, I missed this online then, so... Uh, Jay, what was up? Jackson, Darren Jackson. Darren Jackson against Siggy Johnson. 
people people were saying what, what was the what was the split? Well, it, it was close. It was very close, but people were saying that you know Siggy was injured all the time, and yeah. Darren Jackson was a goal scorer. But mm-hmm. you did say Siggy was a class act. Yeah, yeah, I th- you know. Yeah, but and there was a few years difference. Yeah, but so, I, mean, I suppose if you look at the overall contribution to the club, Darren Jackson probably contributed more. Like I, I don't know, and I think you could argue that. But Siggy was just such a good player, such a good player. There you Siggy go, Johnson. Um, one thing we did do, I meant to mention this, right? So it was a 60-40 split, right? Mm. So the Peterhead podcast uh, had to put up vote on uh, who Jing is going to win. Jing will be Peterhead win, Jing will be a, a draw slash extra time, or Jing will be United win, right? And uh, when it had been shared, and I'm not gloating, by the way, when it had been shared, I hadn't had much interaction. I think it had been a couple of hours, so I decided to retweet it. Mm-hmm. On our on our account, which obviously then led, led to landslide victories on the voting for them. Nine percent thought Peterhead would win. And that'll be their own fans. That'll be their <laughs> <So>? own fans. <laughs> if United are playing Real Madrid, I'm not voting on United to beat them. <laughs> Idiots. But yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, eighty-seven point three percent of people were correct. So there you go. The game couldn't be a draw. No, I know, I know that, but they gave that as an option. Three three so. percent. Thought, thought something that just could not happen. Exactly. I've mm. just I've just copied what was there, right? Very good. But anyway. Um yeah, so last week that's what it was, but that's what this is all about. We will basically go through some players uh that have that initial this uh the initial um is K. K. K this K. week. This was a busy so, one last night when I was doing this uh, one. And then we'll, we'll say it and then you can vote for it on Twitter uh, tomorrow. Like Toad Fox podcast. So, where are we? Are we going honourable, dishonourable first? What would that? Well, I've, I've got a full screen. <laughs> so I've got a full screen. <laughs> I've no doubt we've got the same dishonourable mentions. So, I think we should start with the dishonourable ends. Uh, well, uh, the honourable ones between ours are going to be different, and that's purely what on an age thing. So, go on, dishonourable, hat me. Watu Kuate. <laughs> Tick. Tick. Nine games, one goal, 300 fan outs. Watu Kuate. Oh, a player. I thought there was a player in there. He's S- goal the celebration. Somewhere. But he, oh. anybody, you can't be picking fights with Sean Dillon. Mark Dunn, I get it. I get it. Sean Dillon. Come on. You've got to do better than that, Wato. Tick. Got that there. Iji Kawashima. Tick. He may have saved a penalty at Hamilton, my memory tells me, in a game that would drew nothing's up, but uh, the fact that we waited three months for a, a guy... A Superman that, impression for in his a, debut. For a guy that's played at the World Cup about 16 times. Mm-hmm. I think he's played in every World Cup tournament yeah. that it started. Uh, he, he just... He should have been better. Hopeless. He just should have been better. Oh, I don't know. Should have been. Yeah, I don't know, Ken. And then the last two. Four, you've they, only got four. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they come for the same family. Oh, ah. Uh, oh, ah. Uh. Billy King. Tick. And Adam King. Tick. Billy King, actually, 66 games, 11 goals. You look at that for a winger, you're like, that's eh, not too bad. But he was right wrong. He was. And Adam King, 11 appearances. Edgy. Anything to he played 11 seconds for Dundee United. He made 11 appearances, Rondo. Unbelievable. Three-year deal. Three-year deal. Um, Signer. 
Everyone's keen at that. <sighs> I must have no noticed him because yes, he is he is ultimately dishonourable. And I threw another player in, right, that I couldn't remember if he was a football manager legend for us or a FIFA legend for us. I couldn't remember. But he come on loan and he was rank rotten. Aaron Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wasn't the best, was he? Nah. Should have just stuck to being the lead singer of the Cooks. Ah, uh, nah, wasn't <laughs> Yeah, he great. wasn't the best. So there's my dishonourable. That's fair deuce. I'm not going to argue with any of them. Mm. And I did forget Lance Key. Yeah. You want Honor- to go honourable then? So honourable, right? Christian Calvinis. Yep, he's in. Definitely. Has to Gentleman. Be yep, Brilliant. podcast pal. Good player. Wants to go back him. Turned up for Burnley for the cash. That's okay. Mark Kerr, okay. right? And he gets a lot of shite, mm-hmm. right? For a lot of United fans. Mm-hmm. For for a brilliant pass for, for one to the moment. player. For one moment. <laughs> yeah. Played 188 times. And again, I'm maybe being, my judgment's maybe shrouded on how good he was on Championship Manager 0102. Uh, but that, yeah, I put him in there. Uh I was humming and hawing on this one, right? Because mm-hmm. I was going to put him as a player, but I've actually put him as an honourable mention is, um, purely because he's a silver kisser, Mihail Kovacevic. Okay. And then he wants to square up to Lee Wilkie. Probably deserves an honourable mention. Because, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even shout... I don't think I'd even shout abuse to Lee Wilkie for the stand. <laughs> so, um, and then... I have got two players on here that I think you will have there or thereabouts because you might name four or five of the day I don't know what you're thinking but purely because I didn't see them play and I know we've tweaked the rules some weeks but I did not see these guys play as Billy Kirkwood and of course Frank Capel just for what they achieved in their time at United Yep, honourable mentions, Frankie Capel, definitely, 407 games, only 13 goals, but he was uh, he was a defender. Uh, oh, well, you can give him that. Well, we'll give him that. Uh, yeah, I think he was a stalwart for the club. Mm. Uh, he was gone before I started watching, and I, and I mean gone from the club before I started watching the team, so I never actually got to see him. But uh, it's, it's some record, and when we've spoke to players that played alongside him, like Heggie and Holty and Hamish, like, yeah. they always speak fondly of him. Uh, and obviously we're all aware of Frank's law the, the the law that was passed in the Scottish Parliament thanks to his wife Amanda I've also got Mio Drag Kravokapic on my honourable mentions just because he was a good player See what my granddad called is. him Mio Drag Cricket Pitch I love that <laughs> uh, I see where this is going uh, I love that and the last honourable mention is Jerry Kerr uh-huh Deserved, yeah. He played for us at the start of the Second World War, but is, of course, better remembered for his time at Tannadice as a manager mm-hmm. between 59 and 71. And he's, he's got a stand named after him as well. Mm-hmm. 28 times he played for the club, scored seven goals. That's probably why I didn't put him in as a, the player side back, because I, I absolutely see it. Yeah. I can't well, can how this is going. Mm-hmm. So go on. Why are you, why are you nominating? Right. Uh, my first nomination, Billy Kirkwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thought so. I can remember Kirky playing, and I always thought that he was an excellent player. Uh, as I got a bit older, however, I started learning and hearing more about certain players, and it seems that he was a target for the Tannadice Boo Boys during his time at the club. His record for a versatile midfielder, however, is incredible 399 games, 70 goals, uh, 
two League Cup winners medals, a league winning medal from his time in Tangerine. In my opinion, Rondo, he's got to win it this week. He's got to. He's up against a silver kiss, isn't he? He's up against a silver kissing United supporting local lad. This one for me, at least for me, was between Big Kenza and Swiss Mick. But I've opted for Kenza. Played for the club of his dreams 193 times, won a Scottish Cup with us. Also represented his country whilst at United. Should he have done better and more in his career? Eh, probably. But he done all right in my opinion. A local boy done good. Aye, I had cricket pitch in mind. Him and Kenza. Okay. So, there you go. Good, I, mean, good. I, gen- I generally, I think when you look at that, and th- this is, sometimes we need to tweak the rules, but on something like that, there's a clear, absolute clear winner. But again, depending on depends, your age, depends what I you watched. Depends what I vote. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, that'll be up uh, tomorrow for you to vote for. On this day... In association with the Arab Archive preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. The 16th of October is our focus. Uh, our game today, United were aiming for their 17th home, uh, 17th game, sorry, without defeat in 1982 as Morton headed to Tanadice. Four goals in six first half minutes killed the game off as Dodds and some boy called Billy Kirkwood both scored, as well as Davy Neri double before Dodds got his second three minutes before half time. After such a whirlwind first half performance from United, the second half was a much calmer affair. Davy Dodds completed his hat trick with four minutes left to play, the fifth of his professional career, and it was United's highest league victory since the 7 0 defeat of Kilmarnock in January 1981, and also kept them within a point of leaders. Celtic have finished on United 6, Morton 0. That was my first ever game, Rondo. Nah, no wonder Billy Kirk was on your list then. Hero. One signing today this player actually joined Morton from Celtic for £100,000 he was a top scorer for two seasons there before he moved to England United then wandered up and paid half a million quid for him and he managed to score two goals no not in the same game but in 28 games before heading out on loan I didn't actually realise he headed it on loan, and I was a season ticket holder at this point. He then returned, got back in the team, scored a late double at Tynecastle, but just five games in the following season, he was released and joined York City. He made 50 appearances in total, scored six goals. On this day, in 1998, we signed Alex Maffey. Yeah, and history doesn't look back fondly on that. End. Not for us. I can remember him at Ipswich. He was Brilliant. A, he was a good player. Scored at the time. We we signed a good player. Mm-hmm. But Lautman ain't come here. He, he, was he uh, badly managed? Was he not playing the right position? Maybe was, he, there was something about his foot or his leg was shorter. One leg was shorter than the other. Or uh, then I can't. He was hopeless for Dundee United though. And that's what we all remember. Mm-hmm. Birthday mention a player who came through the youth system at Canadice. He went on to make 203 appearances for the club. He scored eight goals. David McCracken's 42 today. You're, 
<laughs> you don't hate him at all. No. What's next, Ronda? How do you know hate him? He's rubbish. He played 203 times. He played too many times. That's what he played. No. Yeah. I, I, no. Just I, just, I just didn't think he was in it. I, what I will say is, I think he got better once he buggered off a ton of dice. Uh, but no, I just didn't. No. What? Like, I mean, the day. If I were to do this, the day it's Darren Patterson and Warren Cummins. Oh I mean, it's goodness. no better, I, I think I witnessed a defence. We McCracken and Darren Patterson, innit? And there's no chance that we won that game. <laughs> he just didn't hit it all. Anyway, it's a big one. The Sins Championship next weekend. We're off on our travels to face Patrick Thistle. How do you think we'll get on? We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. Check out the website, dodefoxpodcast.com. Do have a great week. Stay safe. And don't forget, as always, to wash your hands and your arsehole. <laughs>